Welcome to The Real Game, a podcast by coaches for coaches. I am your host, Matt Philbrick. Welcome back to this episode of The Real Game. Thanks for joining us today. It's great to be back on the air. I just wanted to put a little plug in for last week's episode. If you did not get a chance to hear that one, I was joined in that episode by Jordan Harrison, who played for me when he was back in high school. Jordan and I have had a a connection ever since then. And Jordan is uh, doing a little bit of coaching and he's a financial advisor. And it was an interesting episode because it was completely out of my wheelhouse but it was on finances and how coaches can uh, manage their finances and do a little investing and things like that. So it was a good episode. If you you need a, something to listen to throughout the week, go ahead and catch up on that one before you listen to this one. Today, I'm joined by uh, gentleman Scott Corey. Uh, Scott comes via recommendation from my brother, Mark, who a lot of you know has been on my episode here before. Uh, Scott is currently up in Maine, where I hear the the weather's beautiful up there, Scott. Today, yeah, it's 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 sixty. It was uh, sixty-one degrees this morning. That sounds fan, that sounds fantastic. It's actually it's actually pretty nice here in Pennsylvania today too. It's about seventy-five degrees today, which is a, a bit cooler than it has been. So we're enjoying enjoying some nice, almost fall-like temperatures. Although I feel like that's deceiving because I think the heat will, <laughs> the heat will be back here pretty soon, but. Anyways, um, it's good to have you on the episode today, Scott. I'm going to give you a chance here in just a second. Tell us, tell us a little bit about your your coaching journey, kind of how you got started, and what's led you up to what you're doing now. Well, thank you. Um, I actually started coaching when I was 17 years old. Uh, a friend of mine contacted me and had a key to the the local elementary school gym asked if I'd be willing to come up and work with some third and fourth graders just to teach them some skills. I did. And from that point forward, uh, I've been doing this since ever since I think I've missed two seasons okay. uh, at some point and, and have coached from peewee middle school basketball. And I was actually an assistant coach. Uh, when I was in college, I assisted with the baseball team for two years. So, okay. And I'm and, and entering my 29th season as a varsity high school basketball coach. Excellent. So you've coached then mostly or a lot of high school. What are some of the schools uh, you've coached at? And I'm, I'm taking it in Maine, most of them, correct? The on, only in Maine. Yes. yes. So in terms of high schools, you mean? Yeah. It's only, yep. it's only been two. I spent 25 years 19 of those as the head coach at Erskine Academy, coaching the girls. That's a okay. school, this uh, town academy in South China. Yep. And I am starting my fourth season at Temple Academy, a private Christian school in Waterville. I spent two seasons there, uh, left by the prompting of the Lord. I didn't know why. It was a, it was one of the best gigs ever. I just loved it because everything's Christ-centered. Yeah. Yep. And uh, then... Last season, I went back, and I'm back for this year. So this, I'll be starting my fourth year there with them come November. Okay. Excellent. I might, I might be wrong about this, but was my friend Phil Hubbard there by any chance? 
Bill Hubbard is the one who asked me in 2018 to apply for the boys, the vacant boys varsity job. Okay. I thought, I thought that sounded familiar. Phil and I went to college together and I knew he spent a bunch of years up there in Maine. And I I, I thought that it was at that school, at least for a portion of that. So that's good. Yes. Yep. Phil was my AD for my two years there. He's now in Ohio at Granville Christian School as Correct. the AD and assistant principal out there. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. So it's great to have somebody who is, uh, I feel like we would be on the same page philosophically, um, you know, and, I, and I'm excited to hear some of the things you have to say today. The topic I sent you actually, and, and I'm just going to kind of introduce this before we get into it, but, you know, I've been, it, you've, you've enjoyed You've enjoyed a lot of coaching years. You've enjoyed, obviously, a lot of success during that time. You've probably won a lot of games. Um, and like any coach, you've probably lost a lot of games. So one thing <laughs> I find challenging, you know, and I've, I've had a few good seasons here recently. One thing I find challenging is we spend we do spend a lot of time teaching kids or trying to help them to lose properly, to lose with grace, that losing, you know, is losing's part of winning eventually. And I think the flip side of that is teaching kids how to win gracefully. And when you enjoy success, not to become proud or puffed up about it or arrogant, you know, so I think there's both sides of the coin there. So that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. So um, you seemed, you seemed when you emailed me back, you seemed like, uh, you know, this is something that you, you focus on. Um, You said, this is part of your part of your building blocks there. So I'm, I'm anxious to talk about this with you. So if you're ready, let's dive right into it. Absolutely. So just kind of a bird's eye view here. What are some strategies you use to help your athletes cope with? First of all, let's talk about defeat and disappointment when, and if that comes. Well, yes, it's come quite frequently. Uh, my varsity <laughs> coaching career, I've I've actually lost more games as a coach than I've won, and I've made that very clear in both my interviews. Yep, you're hiring a you're hiring a loser. <laughs> uh, so they uh, they they did your their reaction was yours, and I appreciate Temple Academy's um, approach. Uh, they are about uh, building godly men, the next generation, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm all about that. Uh, biblical principle is exactly what we strive to build every aspect of our program on Mm -hmm. the boys know that from day one we talk about a lot because they had only won two games in two seasons prior to me coming there and uh, they've had so rough go yeah sure and uh, we started zero and seven this year and uh, I just said to the boys, we've said from day one, the scoreboard will never define us mm-hmm. ever. Yep. We Basketball is what we do. It's not who we are. Correct. We are to be godly men. We're, that's what we're here for. And we're mm-hmm. going to use this format, if you will, this platform of high school basketball, entering nine different gyms and eventually, hopefully, the Civic Center in Augusta mm-hmm. to be be a testimony for the Lord Jesus. And um, that is the foundational truth and the foundation in which we build. So therefore, if we're not interested, excuse me, if we're not allowing the scoreboard to define us, then we're going to drive forward and give our best effort always 
uh, as we are expected to. If you look at Colossians 3.23, that's mm-hmm. one of the foundational verses from the school and the athletic yep. program. Yep. And we talk a lot about Romans 12, too. You've got to, you've got to change the way you think. Mm-hmm. Stop looking at the wins and losses. Stop looking at all of this other stuff and understand that, God, yeah, we've got to give our best, and we are striving to win. We're a varsity program, but at the end sure. of the day, that's not going to define us. It's going to be, you know, our testimony. So, yeah, yeah. I love that. I love that principle of this is not winning and losing is not who we are. We're defined by something else. Ultimately, mm-hmm. we're defined by our relationship and our standing in Christ. Right. Um, so I love I love that. I love that. Um, you know, that, that that's the emphasis. It's not your value is in if you won today or you're not valued if you lost today, but rather giving a hundred percent all the time. Um, sometimes the outcome will be in your favor. Sometimes it won't, but ultimately your identity is in Christ, not on what the final score at the end of the night is. So that's a great, that's a great philosophy. And, um, hopefully those young men and women are buying into that and understanding that. And it's difficult just to bring it back to, a to the, the basketball level, but it's hard when you, when you went in there, you said they had a couple losing seasons. It's kind of hard to turn that mentality around. Yeah. Kids get you, they get used to losing after a while. And it's just kind of like, and that's kind of, it's a tough place to be in when you've been on the losing end mm-hmm. a lot. And it kind of, you kind of become accustomed to it to start to turn that, to turn that around, you know? Yep. And when, and when you have 10 boys, which I had, it's a blessing mm-hmm. uh, to have 10 kids you know, as well as I do, it's really much easier to practice with 10 than nine. Sure. And yep. uh, so those kids came every day committed. And when they started to waver as understandable adolescent males, uh, it's a tough, that's a tough disease. As I told them a lot, uh, they, <laughs> they suffered from, they had suffered from AMS adolescent male syndrome. <laughs> they said, well, what do you have? I said, I have adult male syndrome, but it yep. just gets better. Older, but nonetheless, yeah, these these boys did commit, and and when they were zero and seven, to their credit, coach, they did not uh, hang their heads. Mm-hmm. They didn't like it. They were disappointed, and they, but they never said, "Here we go again." They stayed with it, and and really bought into Romans twelve two of transforming their minds and allowing them to see the bigger picture, not mm-hmm. just what happened today. So that Excellent. was encouraging. Yeah. Excellent. And that is a, that's a, it speaks highly of you as a coach that you were able to keep them focused and kind of have them regroup and um, adopt that mindset, you know, that biblical mindset of just of persevering and um, looking at the big picture and understanding that. So, so uh, I, I, I'm impressed with that. That's great. Um, Kind of along the same lines, what are some things you do? You know, you, you, you mentioned the, the biblical philosophy that you have with your team, what are some things you do to encourage sportsmanship and respect with your athletes, both in victory and defeat? That's a fantastic question because it all feeds off the same thing, doesn't it? If you mm-hmm. transformed your mind and you're buying into the biblical philosophy of the, of the school and the athletic program of all things are done for Christ's glory, then uh, we go back to, and I got to tell you this quick story. In my Absolutely. first meeting with these boys, the preseason meeting, I I um, did a bunch of things with them. But one of the 
questions I asked them was, okay, gentlemen, when we walk into a visiting locker room, when people are gym and or people come here to visit uh, Temple Academy and enter our gym, what is it that you want them to know to see? One of my juniors, who was a sophomore at the time, uh, said, he's a junior this year, I want them to know the love, them to be able to see the love of Christ in wow. us. Yeah. This is coming from sophomore in high school. So, you know, you've got a pretty good uh, mm-hmm. crew who are, who are on your page, right? For the most part. Yeah. Yep. So Definitely. how do we encourage them? I'm going to be very honest with you. 0 and 7 in those first six games, uh, six of those seven weren't even close. Yep. Um, we, you know, the top teams in our conference. And uh, so with games eight, we end up beating a team, a class C team by 30. Wow. And in our gym. Yeah. I mean, it all came together that night. I don't believe we're 30 points better than this team, but that night we played very well. They stayed and it was just one of those things. So we talked about that. And what we said was never forget where you came from. Mm -hmm. You were and this team hadn't won a game in like four or five years that we just beat. Yeah. So they thought, you know, class D, they might have a crack and it was just everything went our way. Sure. Yeah. And I, we just talked about that before we left at halftime, we were up, I don't know, 25. And we talked about that. Don't forget where you came from. You keep playing hard, but we're not here to embarrass anybody because mm-hmm. we don't want to be embarrassed. And we just talk about that very, very frankly with the boys. We, we, yep. We have open lines of communication and we address things openly. And the expectation is that win, lose, or draw, people will never know what the score is based on our behavior or uh, how we carry ourselves or how <laughs> yeah. we treat our opponents. So Excellent. I, I guess that's all built into that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's, um, yeah, it's it's tough sometimes when you're, you know, and I've had situations where we, we have been the better team and we have, um, beat teams by a lot of points um, mm-hmm. to keep, to keep the guys focused and understanding, you know, what the big picture is and Hey, we might beat this team by 20 or 25 points, but it's never, it's never about trying to embarrass the other team or make them feel small or any of that. You know, you can, you can win by a lot and still maintain your sportsmanship and your testimony. Um, and, you know, obviously there's the other, the other side of that too, where you can lose by a lot and you still have to maintain your testimony and your sportsmanship, that's probably um, a little tougher to do, but, um, but that's great. That's great. I love love that story um, and how your guys kind of, they, they won in more ways that night than just on the scoreboard. Let's say that. You're absolutely right. And and we always talk about, we've asked that we challenged them early in the year, gentlemen, and people going to remember you more for your outcome or for your effort. And yeah, they all said our, our effort. I said, absolutely. Because you, you know, you go back to the old facing the giants line where he said, who won mm-hmm. the state championship five years ago? Right. No one knows. Right. But they're yep. always going to remember when temple Academy rolls in, you're going to get 32 minutes of hard work, mm-hmm. good sportsmanship. And at the end of the day, they're going to shake your hand. They're going to look you in the eye and congratulate you one way or the other. And that's what we want our guys to understand. You're going to be remembered for how you go about your business a lot longer than you are at the outcome on the scoreboard. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, Coach, you just shared one experience um, 
Can you share a, another experience maybe of a, of a certain player on your team or, or maybe even a specific team that stands out in your mind that, that demonstrated exceptional grace in defeat or victory and what made that moment stand out to you? Well, yeah, it just happened. It's happened a couple times with this one player. He's a senior this year for us. Okay. And he comes off the bench. Um, he's just a blue collar, hardworking kid who'll do whatever you ask him to do. He understands his talent level uh, or limited um, uh, stature, I should say. He's probably one of our shorter guys. Mm-hmm. But he just goes about his business. So we're, we're scrimmaging a pretty good Class A team. So I, I put three, two Class A teams and a Class C team on our summer schedule okay. just because they put great defense. Yep. So we're, we're playing this one Class A team, and they're beating us like a running mule. Um, and we don't really look at the score, but we're struggling. Mm-hmm. Well, but we're, we're getting after it as best we can. Well, this kid collides with one of their players yep. as he's going to the rim. And I mean collision. It wasn't. He's trying to hurt him. It was incidental contact, but this kid just flattens our yep. opponent. Yeah. Well, we, we get the ball. There's no call. <laughs> I don't know why there's no call, but nonetheless, it's summer. Yeah. 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 So we get the ball. So we're breaking out. We get a, we get a, you know, an opportunity to, you know, with an advantage. This guy stops. Are you okay? Lends a hand, helps the guy up, pats him on the back, said, sorry about that, and then goes huh. back. Yep. Yep. And, you know, that's, he'd done that a couple of times in the regular season prior. So it wasn't, that's, that's his character. That's who this kid is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's happened with other, other of our players too. And another story I would like to share with you in this area, this, this speaks to the character of this group. Uh, We have a player on our team this past season who is a second year playing and he, we play my, one of my philosophies is you come to work every day. I'm going to do my best to get you in a game, 30 mm-hmm. seconds, 20 seconds, whatever, but I want you on the floor to at least experience it. You should. Yeah. yeah. So this the 10th guy on our team, he's in the game. We're actually winning this game too, by, I don't know, 15 or so. It was, it was a good night again. Uh, we got better as the season went on. My best player moves down and sits next to me on the bench and says, coach, can I go in the game? And I looked at him, I says, we're, we're, we're up 20 yeah, uh, or whatever. Uh, I don't need you in the game. No. <laughs> and he goes, I just want to play with, with this 10th player because I never am on the floor with him. And I want to see if I can get him the ball so he can score. Right. He says, yeah. I won't shoot. I won't, I won't do any of that stuff, but I just want to be able to get him the ball to see if he can score. Mm. Now, how yep. close is that? So he was totally so, thinking of that other kid in that moment and not himself. Oh, no, absolutely correct. And and that is just a testament to that kid. And that's why I think if anyone would come to watch this group play, and that's not saying we're perfect, because there are times when I've had to pull guys out from, you know, making mm-hmm. face, just being teenage males, yeah. which is a bad thing. But nonetheless, they uh, they come out and, and they, they get it, they apologize, and they and they get back at it. And uh, but that really speaks to the character. This kid, so this this kid ends up hitting a three, and my bench goes out of the <laughs> mind. So he hits the three, not the kid who asked to go in, but the kid who helped the other kid from sure. the team up. Yep. He picks up and starts hugging him. I says, "Get back! We're still putting gangsters on him." But that's anyway. That's that's the group I have. Yeah, big yeah. celebration for sure. It was unbelievable. Yeah, yep. yeah, <laughs> that's good. So. As coaches, we all like to win, and and my philosophy is I shouldn't just like to win. I should 
desire and strive to win, right? I think that's biblical. Yes. Um, how, about, how do you balance that desire to win with the importance, and I think in more importance, of character development and personal growth in your coaching approach? Mm, boy, that's that's that was a good question. In fact, my wife, I went through these questions with her because she's been there <laughs> day one, and she yep. sees it from a different angle, right? Yep. So I'm like, you know, I, I don't – it was a hard question. That was sure. that was a question. So she said, you know, you got to stop saying you don't care about winning because you do. Yeah. Yeah. And and I said, you know, you're, you're right. Uh, but it's not the most important because I'm yep. with you. Character yep. development, growing and encouraging these young men, these godly young men to be God's men is number one. However, mm-hmm. We don't want to settle for mediocrity. God's yeah. men don't settle for mediocrity. We are desiring to win. We do prepare to win. We are going to be victorious mm-hmm. uh, at some point, and we need to be prepared for that. So we talk about a lot in our preparation. We are always preparing to win. When we go through scouting reports, when we're prepping for uh, preseason, whatever it is, it's to win games. We're a varsity program. We yep. want to be at the next level and step onto the the big stage, if you will, right. and see how good we are. We want to get there. We should. That's our. We should strive to be the best we can be. Um, but to balance that, it's never at the expense of our opponent's um, dignity. Mm-hmm. Nor will it ever come at the expense of doing the right thing. There's never a wrong time to do the right thing. Right. Winning at all costs is not what we're about. We win the right way uh, when we go about our business to balance our testimony and our efforts should mirror one another. Absolutely. So, yeah. You know, we just, and Robin made this point, my wife, uh, she says, you've never allowed losing to defeat your teams. Mm-hmm. We wash it away. I mean, you, you can't come back and harp on it. Yeah. And, uh, it, we're never, and she says, you've never allowed your guys to walk around defeated. That's correct. Yeah. And I, yep. had, I hadn't seen that because that's just the expectation. The score, you know, the game's over. And I've always said, we never lose. We just, they just run out of time and they tell us to go home and won't let us keep playing. <laughs> and so yeah. the guys, yeah. now the guys say that, oh, we ran out of time tonight, coach. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that's again, part of that mindset, but it is, they need to understand and they do. We all want to win. Yeah. But what cost are we willing to go to that end? And it's to, um, I don't know if you've seen the movies, um, when the game stands tall, have you I seen have that? Movie? Nope. Oh, you've got to watch that. And there's okay. a line in there when Jim Caviezel, who's the head coach says, are you doing enough to get by or are you doing enough to get better? Okay. Yep. And I've, and I've stolen that line and, and that's what we challenge our guys with. We want to win, but you can't win by just doing enough to get by because you get mm. by, you get what you've always got. Yeah. And, yep. and that's as a man, as a student, um, and, and as someone that your community can rely on and your teammates at this point. So it's all, I mean, it's all a big, it's hard to take apart this, this ball of yarn that you've thrown me because it's yeah, all it interwoven, is. but I appreciate the question. So that's yeah. how, I guess, I don't know if I answered that question, but that's how we go about it. Yeah, you definitely did. And I think as coaches, we would agree um, that at the end of the day or at the end of the season or at the end of four years, however long you have these young men or young women, whatever you happen to be coaching, yeah. beyond the wins and losses, what kind of young men or young women are we pushing to the next level of their lives? Are we pushing mm-hmm. 
dedicated, hardworking, committed young men and young women that love God to the next level? Or are we um, are we letting them skate by and be soft and lazy and uh, irresponsible, you know, um, kids that don't care? Um, excuse, to me, excuse to me, me, go ahead. No, I just said, or allow them to be excuse makers yeah. because they yep. do that quickly. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, um, you know, I, I'd rather, I'd rather do that than be remembered for winning, you know, 10, 20 games a year or whatever. Yep. And then these kids go on to be bums mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, um, I think the focus needs to be where, de- where, where, we're trying to develop young men and women for their next level of service to Christ, to be better men, to be better women, to be better husbands and wives, moms and dads, and ultimately just servants of Christ. Absolutely. So, yes. That's exactly. Uh, so moving on to the next question, we yeah. probably we've all had times where kids and, and because, you know, we're adults, we don't always respond correctly in certain scenarios. We certainly can't expect kids to do it all the time. Um, how do you how do you address a kid maybe who shows poor sportsmanship or has a bad night and you know doesn't respond the right way to a bad call or what's how do you respond to that as a coach? Um, we have very clear expectations. I hand out a sheet to our guys that we go over at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. The parents a copy. We go over it with the parents, and in that is our game game time conduct, our practice conduct, all of those things. And it's, and it's spelled out very clearly with, with uh, consequences. I've had to, in, uh, you know, had to unfortunately go to these. I had a, a few stories here, but we'll, for the sake of time, I will just say this. Each of those uh, instances, the boys knew up front or any team I've ever coached have always had these, these expectations and mm-hmm. the consequences. So there's nobody saying, I didn't know that. Well, you did yeah, know yeah. that. Sure. Yep. So we addressed it immediately. You Anybody questions an official, um, they're done. They come to the bench, and de- depending on the degree of disagreement, they may be done for the night. Sure. Yeah. Uh, if you get a technical foul, you're done for that night. If you get technical foul late in the game, you don't you don't finish that game and you don't play the next one. Okay. If you get yep. another one, you're done for the season. Um, so we have a, we have levels of consequences based on that behavior. You're right. We don't always do it right, but we also mm-hmm. I'm also coaching in a place where I can open God's word. Yeah, and yep. walk them through and just bring it back to real life um, and say, listen. Yeah, you stepped in it. I've done it before. I've gotten a technical file. I've said things to players I shouldn't have. I've had to apologize. Mm-hmm. So we just we were able to walk them through the steps to reconciliation, if you will. Maybe that's too strong. Maybe not. Mm-hmm. Or repentance and and let them understand. Yeah, I get it. Was there? It happens. But self control is a fruit of the spirit, and we must pray for that if you're struggling with that. So no, that's how. Yeah, that's what it comes back to for us. Okay. Okay. No, that's great. That's a great answer to that question. Um, I appreciate that response. Um, one, a couple other things, and we're running out of time here, but a couple other things. Tell me if you agree with this statement. I think I know your answer. Um, I know sometimes when people ask me, what's your philosophy of coaching? I guess my first answer would be, I love to coach, but to me, basketball or coaching is just a tool that we can use to advance the cause of Christ. Do you agree with that statement? I do. I do. Yeah. 
Yeah, I it's a, go ahead. I just was going to say, I've been introduced at a couple camps. Uh, I was speaking and, and um, somebody said, you know, here's a man who loves basketball, blah, blah, blah. And I just correct them, you know, once I, I say, I appreciate the introduction, but I don't love basketball. I love my players. I like basketball. I like mm-hmm. coaching a lot. I like yep. compete, but I, I, I don't love it. I love my, my guys, my players. Yeah. No, that's true. That's true. And the more you pour, I have found out the more that you pour into those young men, and those young women, the more that they are, the more, and I don't mean this in a selfish way, but the more that they will work for you and um, play for you and try hard for you. Um, if they know you love them and you're invested in them, they'll turn around and they'll give that back to you 100%. Amen. That That is absolute truth. I've seen that in my entire career. You can't kid a kid. They know a phony when they see one. <laughs> yep. If you're truly invested, uh, that's what they crave. And and I don't know if you've read the book 3D Coaching by Jeff Duke, but Mm -hmm. he lays out in there the statistics about our culture today, especially. And these more than ever, we need men and women coaching our young people who are willing to do just that, invest in their lives beyond the X's and O's Mm -hmm. and really help develop them as, as the next level of adult. Coach, it's been great to have on you uh, have you on here today. It's been good to hear your take on winning and losing and developing young men and women that um, that care about both, that care to try hard through both, um, and keeping that 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 right philosophy and that right perspective on Christ. Um, I appreciate you coming on, and I appreciate your your words of wisdom. It's always um, a learning experience for me. Anytime I can have a, a fellow coach on here with as much wisdom as you. So I appreciate that. Well, and the feeling's mutual because it's really nice to hear from other coaches. That's how we grow. And if we sure. if we think we get it figured out, <laughs> then yep. we're, we're just not going to be able to benefit our kids yep. or, our, or our craft. So, but thank you for having me on. I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah. Keep up the good work and keep up the, uh, the investing in, in the lives of those young men you're with. Okay. Well, appreciate that. Thanks All again. Right. Great. Yep. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Real Game. I'd like to leave you today with a quote by retired tennis player Billie Jean King. And the quote is this, when you win, say nothing. When you lose, say less. So good luck, coaches, and coach on.